Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. What's up, everybody? Glad to see you on this uh, Thursday Thursday morning, December 23rd, two days away from Christmas. This will be the last time you hear from me this week. So hope all of you have a very, very Merry Christmas and uh, safe travels and all that good stuff. Um, have a great holiday. I, uh, I really appreciate all of you, and I thank you uh, for tuning in, as you always do. Uh, I was asked last night about uh, my plans for next week, since I'm going to technically be off work. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I I, I don't think I'm going to be able to do one of these every day. I'll be with family and stuff. And I'm going to have uh, a little, a different microphone. I'm going to have a, a USB microphone. I'll bring this with me, uh, which I won't bring the camera, although it's not a great camera anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It was like $14 on Amazon, so the picture quality here is not great anyway. But I will have this with me. It plugs directly into my laptop. I'll think about it. It just depends on kind of how the week's going and stuff with my family, and uh, and we will see. So, yeah, I'll be gone all next week, and I'll be back doing the radio show on Monday the 3rd, I think, is, is my next radio show day after today. So I'm going to be gone for a while. Uh, I, I'm going to do something, especially around uh, the Liberty Bowl. I, I don't know if it'll be that night uh after the game or or the next morning i'll have a microphone with me i just don't know if i'm going to use it in the spirit of full transparency uh we shall see if you're going to take days off you get you might as well take days off right uh it depends it depends i'll let you know but anyway i'm glad to see you guys on this thursday my name is michael bork we got a lot to talk about so after we got done yesterday i was really vague in all that yesterday i just didn't really know what was going on and immediately after uh, this shuts down. We get the news about Ole Miss, although it's not as bad as it initially sounded. We get the Gator Bowl news, and then last night, Missouri took that L to Army. And I'm a little oversensitive, I think, about one thing. Not one thing. It happened multiple times in the game. But that thing happening, and I'll show you what it is, made me really happy, really happy that Missouri lost. Uh, so we'll get to all that this morning. Uh, first, I do want to remind you, if uh, if you're watching on Twitter, and I know a good bit of you do, you cannot comment. So hop on over uh, to YouTube or Facebook, but YouTube, Michael Borky, my name. That's all i got to search on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can comment there like William and uh, Cameron and Tucker have so far. Or Facebook. Yeah, you can do it on Facebook as well. But on Twitter, you can't comment. So find me on YouTube or Facebook. Just my name. That's all i got to search. Follow on Twitter if you haven't already, and wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Mike in the Morning or My Name Should Turn Up Results, and subscribe there. William says, yeah, this is Festivus Day. Happy Festivus. Will it take a Festivus miracle to get the Sugar Bowl played as originally scheduled? Uh, barring something unexpected, no. They are going to uh, They're going to play. Uh, unless, I, I don't know, I mean, maybe the city of New Orleans, something happens there. 
or maybe with the Baylor program, but from Ole Miss's side, uh, they, they are in in fine position uh, to play in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, yesterday, when I was talking to you guys, I was worried about that. Uh, but after we got some uh, some information during the radio show yesterday, and I'm going to relay that to you guys as well in case you didn't listen, um, it doesn't sound as bad as it sounded yesterday. Could things change? I, I'm sure they could. Uh, but for right now, I, if you haven't made plans yet or, or whatever, I, I would feel comfortable telling you you can go through w- with those right now. It doesn't sound like the the issue in Oxford is really much of one. Feels like they are fully prepared and and ready to play in this game. And I'll give you all the details, at least from what uh, was the information that was given on the radio show yesterday. Sounds pretty good in terms of uh, of that. So I wouldn't be worried about that. Not yet, anyway. Cameron, enjoying the fiber? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I really am. Uh, I uploaded, oh, man. So an hour's worth of videos, I think two weeks ago. Uh, it was an hour's worth of videos in like 45 seconds. Yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome. Seaspire Fiber, not paying me for this, uh, is awesome. His, it really is. I mean, if they didn't sponsor the radio show, I would still use the product and I would still brag on the product. So, um, yeah, I, it's the best. It really is. Uh, my Halo, also, my Halo connection is really good. Right, well, at least uh, I've got an old, got an old box here, and so it, it, it just doesn't function the way it used to. Um, but when I'm actually like in it, it's awesome. Morning, Tucker. Rumblings this morning of Boutte testing the portal. What a blow for Kelly. If so, yeah, wasn't the uh, the the rumored destination Alabama? Hey, and I got a question about that too. The, the Georgia Tech running back that transferred to Alabama. He's a good player, really good player. Will help them. Will play. But is that is that really where you wanted to go? I, I don't understand that that move. Uh, it's just like quarterback recruiting. Like Quinn Ewers going to Ohio State. You had four other blue chippers in that room. Did you expect to go there and play right away? I mean, were you really surprised when you get to Ohio State and they don't start you because you're supposed to be in high school and the guy that does start is really good because he was a blue chip prospect and most people think he's going to go play in the NFL soon? I mean, quarterback recruiting blows my mind. Guys go to schools where there's three other quarterbacks in front of them that are all really good and then wonder why they're not playing. Only one quarterback plays at a time. Only one quarterback plays at a time. Uh, I, I don't understand. it. But same thing here. I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen when you go to Alabama? You think you're going to just come in and, and get 30 carries a game? It's Alabama. They've got a running back room full of elite-level players. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? You, you could have gone, if you're him, so many other good programs, like really good programs, and played more than you will at Alabama. There's a chance he doesn't even start. It's Alabama. Look at their running back room and what they have. You think you're just going to go in there? I I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. Uh, Really, really mind-blowing to me. But anyway. Yeah, Missouri deserved that, L. I'll show that video in a little bit. For some reason, that really bothered me. It's just not something that you should do. And I'm, I'm glad they lost. And anytime a service academy wins, it makes me happy. Because I have a, a former high school teammate that went there. 
and hearing about what they have to do every day, it, it's mind-blowing that they, they can beat other college football teams with the, the kind of players that they have to recruit. I mean, they can't just go recruit, you know. You, you have to be able to get into West Point and then want to go to West Point, which is a whole other thing. And then they can't just focus on football with 12 hours of BS classes during the season like normal college football players do. They are they're doing military training and tactical training and obviously studying hard, and they don't get breaks at, at West Point. Their, their schedule is so different, and the kind of players are so different, and yet they can go beat an SEC team? It's crazy. It's awesome. But it's, it, it's crazy that they're able to do that. Yeah, Alabama is loading up in the portal, too. I, the people like Joel Klatt that a few years ago said Alabama has a Nick Saban problem, those people are so stupid. Uh, I think we talked about this yesterday a little bit, but Alabama does not win on its own. It's got a lot of advantages, a lot of resources, money, fan support, all that. It's always had that, but it doesn't win on its own. Alabama is what it is because of Nick Saban. Uh, it would be best for the SEC if he left because there will not be a drop-off. It's very clear that there will not be a drop-off as long as he's the coach there of any kind. Uh, he's adapting as good as anybody else. He's taking advantage of every everything that changes in college football. Dabo Sweeney's over here crying and carrying on about, oh, this is terrible. And Nick Saban's like, all right, I'll go get a wide receiver. I'll go get a linebacker. We're all good here. This this is fine. Uh, you want him gone? Jeremy says, "As a Wake fan, I will take any opponent at this point." Yeah, man, it sucks for Wake Forest, though. It really does because instead of playing Rutgers, which seems most likely, they deserve the chance to kick the ever living crap out of the fifth, fifth best team in the SEC West because Texas A and M was absolutely going to get beat by Wake Forest with the opt outs and the transfers. They were going to get smoked by Wake Forest, and it's a shame that it's got to be Rutgers instead of Texas A&M that they get to do it to. I, I hate that for them. They they have a fun team, a really good coach, a fun program, good players, great quarterback. They deserve the chance to beat the, the just the hell out of Texas A&M like they would have in that game, but instead. Instead, they get Rutgers, or if that falls through, Illinois. It's a shame. John's asking, Ely transfers to Georgia, all smoke or any fire? I, I I don't know. I've I've seen that. I've heard that. I would be surprised. I mean, you think you're going to go to Georgia and, and get more carries than you're getting at Ole Miss? I mean, maybe you just want to go play for a place like that. That's fine. But um, if Ole Miss's running back room isn't giving you satisfactory touches, what do you think Georgia's running back room is going to do? If that's, in fact, the case, I don't know. I'm just that that wouldn't make sense. Maybe I mean Georgia's obviously a better program, but leaving for one year to go to a place where you are, are going to be in the exact situation you're in right now, where I mean, you, you if Ole Miss has a Snoop Connor, you you think Georgia's going to have one as well? If Ole Miss has a Henry Paris, don't you think Georgia's going to have one of those as well? Um, I mean, his carries are going to be divided wherever he goes. I, I, and maybe he just wants to go compete for a championship. I don't know. I think it's more likely he goes to the NFL, but I could be wrong. Um, I just uh, I wouldn't quite understand that unless it's just I want to go compete for a championship. Well, then I get it if that's the case. But if it's 
dissatisfaction with touches. Well, Ole Miss has got an extremely good running back room, but so does Georgia. So anyway. Yeah, Cameron, imagine that. Alabama gets a top guy. That's what I keep telling people. It is not going to go away when Nick Saban is there. It's not going to go away, ever. It's never going away. So just hope he's gone. Just hope he retires. Miss Terry finally gets him to go spend his day at the lake. That That's what you need to hope happens, because as long as he's there, this is what you're going to get from Alabama. Memphis Rebel, I honestly think they're giving bad advice. They absolutely are giving bad advice. A lot of the portal issues are coming from bad advice, where you've seen the number of guys that are going to be left in the portal after this cycle. Could be a couple hundred, maybe even more than that. Most of those people got really bad advice, where they're, and a lot of these guys, like a, a two-lane third-string running back is going to hit the portal. Well, who's going to pick that person up? You, you have the, these kids that are young, new into a program, not playing as much as they think they should, and they've got whoever on the outside telling them, oh, you're better than this, and that coach just doesn't like you, and they get, they get bad advice. It, it, it's transfer portal guys get bad advice. Quarterback recruits get bad advice. It's, uh, it's a shame, really. Um, anyway, yeah, how about Army, man? Missouri really is an SEC team because they get to draw the same check as everybody else. But no, it doesn't. It never has felt like it fit. It has never felt like Missouri has fit in the SEC. And uh, they haven't had a bowl win since 2014. Can you believe that? They haven't won a bowl game since 2014, has Missouri. And they deserve that last night. Some players just may want to play for a Bama-like team and have a realistic shot at a championship. Yeah, see, that's that would make sense to me, I guess. Um, I think NFL is more likely there. They're literally military personnel playing a sport for a hobby. Yep, that's what they are. I mean, they have no business. It's It really shows how special they are because they have no business competing in college football. None. But yet they do. <laughs> and they do well. I mean, that was uh, Army's ninth win this year. That was their ninth win. They have no business winning nine games in college football, and yet they do. It just shows how exceptional they are. It really does. Tucker says, if true about Boutte, he should come with his teammate to Ole Miss, and they'd shine from day one. Yeah, he would. He'd get more touches at Ole Miss than he would at Alabama, that's for sure. But uh, anyway. When he retires, do I think he'll step away from the program entirely? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, have you noticed he does not wear Alabama gear outside of Alabama? Like, his press conferences, he's rocking old Waverly stuff. Like, I don't know. I think he is very much, when he retires, it's over. I mean, he he will look at his time at Alabama very fondly and all that, but I I promise you he won't continue to live in Tuscaloosa. He won't be like Spurrier and taking some front office job where he gets to hang out all day and you know talk junk about people in radio interviews. I, I think when he's gone, he will be gone. But that's just me. Cameron says, hey, look at Jimbo chickening out due to, quote, COVID again. It's an easy excuse that I think I've seen him use before. All right, so let's talk about that. Texas A&M has pulled itself out of the Gator Bowl. Reports are that uh, Rutgers is in line to replace them in the game. 
and play Wake Forest. Rutgers is five and seven. Apparently, they have decided that they want to play in this game. Maybe Greg Schiano has a bowl bonus that is uh, inspiring that. Is it bad that I have no sympathy at all for Texas A&M in this case? I feel like that that's a bad feeling to have. I think, I feel like it's a bad take of mine, but I have no sympathy whatsoever for Texas A&M, in part because, did you see the headline, by the way? If you were watching the Armed Forces Bowl last night, you saw the bottom line. Texas A&M out of Gator Bowl due to COVID. And that is not entirely true. Yes, they do have COVID issues. Absolutely. They decided to test their entire team. Uh, they, they decided to test their entire team, and they got a bunch of positives. So that is a real thing. I'm not saying that's not. Uh, however, depending on when the, the tests were done, as of yesterday, the game was nine days away. So we're eight days away. But the 10-day quarantine period is from when you were tested. So they could have more. Some of those players could become available for the game. But that's not even really what I'm talking about. Players could have played. They could have become available of the guys that tested positive for COVID. But if you listen really closely to what Ross Bjork said, can't believe it wasn't handled well from the top at Texas A&M. I've never seen that before. Um, They mentioned between the COVID positives and opt-outs and transfers. That's key. It's not just COVID that's keeping them out of this game. They have 38 available scholarship players. Uh, but that's not just because of their positive tests. It's because they've had a bunch of opt-outs and a bunch of transfers. That's why. That's why I don't have any sympathy for them. It is nobody's fault. It is not Wake Forest's fault. It's not the SEC's fault. It's nobody else's fault that you had players that don't want to play for you anymore. That your starting quarterback doesn't want to play one more time for you anymore. Texas A&M, would would have been without, what, six starters? And then you have some other transfers as well. No quarterback, no running back, no high-level tight end. Offensive line, defensive line, guys that were transferring or opting out of this game. That's why Texas A&M's in this situation. That is why. So when the bottom line reads, because of COVID, that is not really entirely true. And into Ross Bjork's credit, he did say as much. He didn't say it was just are positive tests. It was when you combine positive tests with opt-outs and transfers and injuries. That that is what's going on here, and that's why I have absolutely no sympathy whatsoever for Texas A&M, especially when you look at Miami's going through some COVID issues right now and the the difference in the way it's being presented. Texas A&M, oh, you know, we can't play and no, oh, it Miami's, yeah, we've we're dealing with it, but we're going to play. We're going to find a way to play. Miami is committed to playing in their bowl game. They're going to play regardless of issues. Texas A&M, not so much. And as Bunky Perkins said on Twitter, and he's absolutely right, Texas A&M's entire brand is centered around playing somebody when chips were down or, or when, when numbers were down. The 12th man thing is like their entire existence, and yet, just can't find a way to field a roster. 110 players or so with walk-ons that wear Texas A or practice for Texas A&M. 
if you have 20 COVID positives, where the hell is everybody else? And why do you have four kickers on scholarship? That's all another question. But where's everybody else? Where's everybody else? It's nobody else. They, I think, truly, I think that they should sacrifice the bowl revenue. Or whatever their payout was for playing in the Gator Bowl that they're not going to get now, they should give to the rest of the SEC. They should divide what the SEC was losing, and A&M should have to pay the rest of the SEC uh, for this. Because it's not just COVID. That's that's the, the bottom line ticker on ESPN. That's the excuse that everybody's using. And that's probably why a lot of people with bigger platforms than mine can't really talk about it so openly. But it's because of opt-outs and transfers. That's why they're not playing. That's why they're choosing to not play because they're without their quarterback and their running back and their tight end and a bunch of other starters because of transfers and opt-outs. That's why they're not playing in this game. And by the way, do not forget, I know it's a bowl game and it's different, but do not forget Mississippi State went to Athens, Georgia with 44. The number varies based on who you ask. It's definitely under 50. I, I thought it was 43. Haydad told me yesterday it was 44. Either way, let's go with Haydad's number. He would know more than me in, in terms of that. 44 available players for Mississippi State went to Athens, Georgia, and played Georgia and played well and had a chance to win that game last year. 44 players played that game last year. By kickoff in the Gator Bowl, Texas A&M could have had more than that. So I have no sympathy. I hope the guys that did test positive uh, likely are asymptomatic or feeling fine, and, and I hope they all have a, a great recovery. It is not Wake Forest's fault. It's not the Gator Bowl's fault. It's not the SEC's fault that A&M had too many opt-outs and transfers. It's not anybody's fault. If you had a better program culture, maybe these guys would have stuck around. But, you know, that's fine. It happens to everybody. Mississippi State has a couple of guys opting out of the bowl game. Ole Miss this year has none. Even the guys that have transferred have decided to play in the bowl game. Uh, You know, it it happens to everybody. But they should, whatever money is being lost, they should pay their SEC counterparts what they're losing. It's not that much. It's a couple million bucks divided 15 ways. So it's not that much. But they should have to do that because this is not a COVID issue at A&M, not just a COVID issue at A&M. And again, Mississippi State played a game last year with 44 available players, and they played well. A&M could have had more, but anyway, they could have had more and they didn't. Got to block that user because that was clearly spam. All right. All right, so yeah, I uh, I have no sympathy whatsoever for Texas A&M. T says should be Texas to be honest. Let Wake beat them to the ground. <laughs> they do that too. They would do that too. Yeah, I had somebody question me about Wake Forest beating Texas A&M the the way they would have uh, without Calzada, who and, and who knows where he's going, and Spiller and Weidermeyer and. Guys in the trenches, Wake Forest would have beaten them like a freaking drum. They would have. Uh, It's just a shame that that it's gone down like this. It's a shame. But but are you surprised? Are you surprised that it's Texas A&M? 
that, that this is happening to? Is, is that surprising to you at all? It's not me. Anyway. Would Braxton Burmeister be a good quarterback for Ole Miss? I think if they signed Braxton Burmeister, with all due respect to the, the young man, uh, that means they missed badly and they just signed a guy to sign a guy. That's, uh, that's just me. 12th man up, my rear end, John says. The Colts is scared. Uh, it's Why is this happening to nobody else? Why is Miami, with COVID issues, dedicated to playing in the game? Why has this not happened to anybody else? Anyway, speaking of, so uh, 25 minutes in, finally getting to the local story. Ole Miss, it was reported yesterday uh, that they were having some issues and, and practice was canceled and then they, they had practice again. It was disrupted. We'll call it that due to COVID was the reporting to some degree or another. They had COVID issues going on yesterday at Old Miss. So we know officially that they changed their travel schedule to New Orleans. Instead of going to New Orleans on the 26th, they're going to New Orleans on the 30th. As I understand it, that move was made in part because of, uh, Having them there basically on lockdown was not ideal. They they didn't want to do that to the kids. If you're going to go spend multiple days in New Orleans, they were going to have to basically lock them down, and that's not something they wanted to do. They would rather have them in Oxford where they're comfortable as opposed to being locked down in some hotel for most of the time in New Orleans for four days. They'd rather have them just, you know, where – they have their houses or apartments off campus and it's a more familiar place and they don't have to kind of lock them down. So that's, as I understand it, why that decision was made. You hate it that they don't get to have like all the bowl fun that they usually would get to have. That really sucks for the team. Uh, you hate it for them, but I do think this is a, a sound and logic move, albeit unfortunate, but it's sound and logic, more comfortable in Oxford, more freedom uh, in Oxford for those, uh, those days. And, so that's why that's happening. So we got official news about the schedule change. No real statements about exactly what's happening. But here was the information that was relayed on the radio show yesterday, and I'll bring it to you now. The word minuscule was used. Ole Miss does have positives within the program. Uh, the word minuscule was used. A very small number of positives uh, within the program. And if the timing is right, they will or can all play. So a positive test with the current protocol in place means a 10-day quarantine, but if the test was taken outside of 10 days from kickoff, they can and will be able to play in the game. There's been some talk that people are petitioning the NCAA to relax the quarantine requirement, allowing people to test out of it. Uh, I, I believe there's some meetings going on today to determine that. If that's the case, then you can basically guarantee that uh, that – the entire roster will be available, barring something unexpected happening. So the expectation is now to have a full team available for the game, barring uh, some kind of a change. As was reported on the radio show yesterday, testing was done uh, because of travel, whether it be a person heading somewhere that requires it or maybe someone was getting tested because they're going to be around a family member that was immunocompromised or the family was requiring it. You know, some families are saying, Hey, you're not hanging out with us for Christmas unless 
you show that you don't have it. Some people are doing that. You can agree or disagree with that method, but some people are, in fact, doing that. So as was relayed to us on the radio show yesterday, that's why they were testing. The whole team didn't get tested, but that is why they were, was for for travel reasons. These guys were going home. uh, So whether it be like a local rule or a family rule, or they just wanted to be cautious, um, you know, there are people that are going to see elderly grandparents. You know, and when that is the case, maybe they wanted to be cautious. And so that that flagged some things down. The as far as we understand it, the protocol has not changed. So players who have been fully vaccinated uh, will not get tested unless they have to be. Uh, but it's not something that they're going to do. So players will go home for the holiday. They'll come back. And unless something changes, they will not get tested. Uh, this was a, a travel thing. And nobody at the moment seems particularly worried about availability. And it is not Matt Corral. <laughs> Matt Corral, as far as we know, is not one of uh, one of those guys that tested positive. So it sounded bad because it, it sounded bad when you have positive tests in your program and, and practice getting canceled and stuff. You worry. But the, the messaging, at least out of Ole Miss right now, um, does not seem overly concerned the protocol has not changed apparently the testing is based on on travel that is what was relayed to us yesterday and um they expect the team to be in new orleans and the team to be in team to play so there you go it is not it was stressed that it is not an outbreak that it is more of an isolated situation that you don't need to be particularly worried about so there you go. There you go. And uh AM's new motto should be cough, cough, can't go. Uh and in fairness, apparently they had some symptomatic players. So, you know, you understand why they were getting tested. Uh, as I understand it, that is not the case in Oxford. But that that information could be wrong. I'm just relaying to you what was relayed to the show yesterday. I would enjoy a Rebel Report live stream. Yeah, I, it's been talked about, but um, I'm actually recording one of those today for you, Cameron. I'm going to say a lot of the same stuff I just said to you here, but yeah, I'm recording one of those here in a little bit. Thoughts on Ole Miss's new helmets? Those are sweet. They need to stay in the rotation permanently. They need to stay in the rotation permanently. I think I said this yesterday. I'll repeat it, though. Um, those helmets are awesome. They look like the Houston Oilers. Those are great helmets. They need to stay in the rotation. Um, the people that are complaining about non-traditional colors and stuff, the history of your program, the most iconic players in your program wore that color. The most iconic players in your program's history wore that color. Chucky Mullins, Archie Manning, you went decades wearing that color. It is part of the fabric of your football program. It is. And if Ohio State is not above doing some mixing up with their helmets and uniforms, if Michigan's not above it, then either are you. Alternate helmets are cool. That should be in the rotation. It's a great look. Players love it. Most fans love it. You get great attention from it. It's a no-brainer. Helmet looks amazing. No, it's not the traditional navy blue, but they'll wear that one as well. Uh, The powder is a color that is part of the fabric of your program. They are awesome. They are awesome. Uh, Deal with it. All right. Last thing for you. Because this just made me happy last night. 
I'm sure you guys saw this, and this wasn't the only player that did it. But last night, you had a Missouri player, after making a field goal against Army, do this. Now, if you're watching on, uh, or if you're listening in podcast form, you can't see it. He is, the kicker makes a kick and does a salute celebration. Uh, and obviously, they were playing Army in the Armed Forces Bowl last night. So, yeah, doing the uh, the salute celebration. And maybe he didn't mean anything by it. I think it's entirely possible he didn't mean anything by it. Maybe that goofy celebration with that goofy face he made uh, was uh, an attempt to... Whatever. Screw it. Uh, that's bad form. And... When you mock, when you do a mocking salute celebration, when you're playing Army, knowing what those guys, uh, who they are, and what they have signed up to do. Excuse me. Um, What they have signed up to do. Each player on that field that Missouri was playing against last night has chosen to possibly lay their life down on the line for us. That's what they, they know when they sign up. I could die. I could be sent to a situation where death is possible and they still sign on the dotted line. Yep. Yep. That's what I want. I want to do that. They willing to sacrifice their life for us. And that is what you choose to do when you're playing against them. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. But it makes you look like a clown. Maybe I'm oversensitive to it. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. I saw a lot of people on Twitter last night laughing about it, thinking it's funny. Well, I think the loss was funnier than the salute celebration. I just, regardless of what your intentions are, considering who those guys are that you're playing against, how much better than you they are, um, choosing to do a salute celebration when you do something against them, I think is at best bad form. And made me really root against Missouri last night for whatever that's worth, likely nothing. Um, but I was really happy when that ball went between the uprights and Army won last night. You get a mock salute when you're playing Army. When you're an SEC team playing Army in the Armed Forces Bowl and you do that, I'm glad you get beat. Just disrespectful, man. It's just, it, to me, that's just disrespectful. I'm glad they lost. Missouri doesn't fit in the SEC, and losing to Army in a bowl game just proves that. <laughs> no, John, there's no truth to the fact that Baylor have sent COVID-positive agents to give Corral a hug. That uh, No. <laughs> um, so far, it sounds like it, it, everything's okay, though. Um, not as serious as it initially sounded, which is which is definitely good. But, yeah, Missouri, salute that L, brother. Salute that L. Uh, mock West Point players some more, and they'll keep kicking your ass. And it is fitting they got beat by a field goal. I wish that Missouri would have gotten beat by that guy missing a field goal. That would have been uh, more poetic, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, it's fitting that they got beat by a field goal. Um, Cute salute, though. Cute salute. Uh, That that was really cute. And um, they kicked your ass. So... Maybe Eli Drinkwood should have 
had told his running back he should play instead of not play. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Cor- Memphis Rebel says they must give Corral secret service agents. <laughs> Just pretty I mean, I, I think he's going to California for a few days. Right? I mean, if if they're all going home, he he's going to California. Uh yeah, they need to send some staffers with him. Like, hey, I know you love your family, like Merry Christmas and stuff, but you're gonna go protect the quarterback from literally anything. <laughs> oh man. Reminds me of the college days when uh, secret service pledges had to protect the president. Yeah, that was good stuff. William, Merry Christmas to you too, sir. He said, enjoy your family time. We will see you in 2022. Yeah. I, I'll have something with me. I'll have something with me. If I feel like there's time, I'll let you guys know. Um, but it's more likely that you won't see me until 2022. But I can't think of one cool thing to say about Missouri. I can. They lost to Army last night in the bowl game. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's cool. So there's one cool thing to say about Missouri. They lost to Army in the bowl game last night. <laughs> the entire team for Army was rude. They should have all turned and saluted Missouri. If the entire team, I butchered this. Let me start over. Memphis Rebel says if the entire team for Army was rude, they should have all turned and saluted Missouri. <laughs> uh, no, they're not petty like that, though. That's a bunch of good kids on that team. How about that fullback? My gosh. what He's had 250 consecutive carries without losing a yard. That guy was a bowling ball. And, like, in a year, he's going to be, like, an officer, like, captaining a helicopter squadron or something. I mean, what a badass those guys. All of those guys are, are just – it's so cool what they do. Um, but what a beast he was last night, man. Uh, yeah, they have more class than that. Absolutely have more class than that. They would never act like that. But Anyway, I can't say it, Craig. He's in the other room. I can't tell you what my son's getting. He can hear me. He wouldn't know what I was saying, but, you know. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Please subscribe while you're here. I I will do something next week. I know I will. I don't know when, but I I will. It just won't be every day like this one because I'll be be in South Carolina with the family. But uh, you guys have a Merry Christmas. Have a safe holiday. Have a very – they probably didn't care about the salute, honestly. Yeah, you're right. They probably didn't care. That they have more important things to worry about in their lives than than Missouri kickers, but it was very fitting to see them kick Missouri's ass in the second half the way they did and, and win that game. So, uh, yeah, salute that L, Missouri. Salute that L. Um, but you guys have a Merry Christmas. Be safe this holiday. Uh, for those of you traveling like me, be safe. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I don't know when, but we'll talk to you soon. So Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you. Thank you. For, uh, for all your support, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, whenever that may be. Merry Christmas, guys. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.